Uh, let me place the microphone. Okay. Hi, Ricky. Hi, Sin. Uh, your waves are a little loud there. Could you turn them down a little bit? You know why? It's because the gain is still up from last time. Hello, hello, hello. Is that better? Um, it's still, it's still very, like, do you see? It's, uh... <laughs> oh, Mikila, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, I snuck in. I, I came in in the wind of your belch. <laughs> Michaela, tell us why we're here today. So we're here to continue our series on the queens of Bloodborne and to talk about Ms. Ariana. Oh, that's amazing. I know I'm excited. She arguably is my favorite, even though yeah. I love Queen Annalise and I will swear fealty to her forever, but I, I, I love Ariana. Yeah, yeah. They're both very chill. They are. They're some of the few chill characters of Bloodborne. Yeah. Chill characters of Bloodborne. <laughs> That's a new series. <laughs> chill characters of Bloodborne. <laughs> There's like two of them. <laughs> what if we have a series about the characters we don't meet? So basically, Odin. <laughs> no, no, like the characters that we don't meet and who are not mentioned in the game. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, not even mentioned, not like irreverent Izzy. No, <laughs> just no, like just total like, strangers. Is nobody. I was thinking, like, you're aware that we did discuss potentially recording dialogue for characters who weren't in the game and then talking about it. So it's not even a joke at this point. <laughs> no, we go up to a door and we knock, and then it's like, who do you think lives here? Does everybody have their angelic outline? Oh, indeed I do. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, you reminded me of it, Michaela. I have been blessed! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Now we're looking at back in the day before the events of Bloodborne. Who is Ariana? So how far back do we want to go? Because I think it's impossible to go back to when she was young because we don't know. And I feel like there are three different like storyline branches that could have happened. So if we were to talk about like a month before the events of Bloodborne, then we can be pretty confident and solid in what we know. How about like 30 years before the events of Bloodborne? Do we want to go into the she might be the baby in the portrait thing then? She might be the baby in the portrait. <gasps> Portraits of Bloodborne. Yeah, as, as soon as she did that, and then I heard, ah! I, I knew exactly what had happened. In your head, you're like, no. I, well, sort of, but then I'm like, we have to do something till Elden Ring comes out. That's true. I'm and like, honestly, you're that. being way more industrious than I am because I'm just like, uh, what do I do now? <laughs> oh, yeah, Michaela, we forgot to ask you. Tell us about your channel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I have a channel.
channel that I occasionally post to, um, the best way to, uh, to get to see my content is either through Twitter or YouTube. Twitter is basically nonsense retweets right now about Fire Emblem, so you don't want to go there. <laughs> the place you want to go to is YouTube. And my URL is youtube.com slash Michaela, and it's spelled M like Mary, I-C-H like Henry, E like Edward, L-A like Apple. That's a lot of names, and then you end with Apple. Yep. Because it's a snack covenant. <laughs> you know what? It's decided. I'm going to call my kids Apple. Oh my god, that's actually really cute. Yeah. All of them will be named Apple. It's like George Foreman and his like eight kids that are named George. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think he has multiple kids named George. Like after the grill? <laughs> Yes, the grill came first. Wait, you think George <laughs> Foreman is named after the George Foreman grill? <laughs> I think you're bully. Or was he conceived on one? Oh my god. Now that's a mental image. <laughs> All right. Where were we? Right. So tell me about Ariana's childhood, where she was born, stuff like that. So there are a few different possibilities, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, she wears the noble dress. So we can surmise a few things based on that. So I feel like the noble dress is less about her knowing herself and more about us knowing about her, of course, because this is a game. But let's say 30 years before the events of Bloodborne, she could have resided in one of two different places. One would be Kanehurst. Because according to the noble dress, the noble dress is like the signature of noble ladies of Kanehurst. And she could she could very well have been born there because we believe that the the sacking of Kanehurst by the executioners could have happened, I'd say, like anywhere from 20 plus years ago is my best guess. So she could that they could have um, still had the castle then or could have been like right around the time the castle got sacked or. She could have been born and brought up in Yarnum, and then the dress that she wears could simply be an heirloom that was left to her or someone gave it to her. Um, and that that gives this 50-50 chance of whether or not she even knows where she comes from, like her lineage. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So it, um, either way, her family or she herself could um, have been brought up fairly upper class, because even if she was born and raised in Yarnum, she lives in Cathedral Ward which is blocked off on the night of the hunt so as to protect the people living there, even though they all live in fear of the church. Cool. Excellent. Richard, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, I think Michaela covered it pretty, pretty well. I guess, like, when it came out, there was the big discussion about whether she was actually from Kanehurst directly or whether she was just descended of people from Kanehurst, but... I think, like, now we have a pretty... Now we have a better grasp on how the timeline works, and the Siege of Kanehurst seems like it happened, like, relatively recently. It wasn't something that happened, like, 200 years ago, which I think a lot of people mm -hmm. kind of assumed when the game came out. It seemed like it was ancient history, but it seems more like it was maybe, like, a generation ago. So... Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm trying not to repeat stuff we brought up, but we did talk about Ariana's, like, age in the game files. And how, if you take the game, like, data, 
as some sort of like indicator of how old she's supposed to be, then it looks like she is meant to be like maybe 10-ish years older than the characters who we consider sort of youngish. So like she's meant to be older than Alfred and older than Adela, older than like the choir. So she mm-hmm. looks like she, yeah. if she was a child at the time, if we, you, if she was like a baby when Kanehurst was attacked, then that does line up with her being like, if you say the Kanehurst thing happened like 30, 20, 30 years ago and she was a child, that does line up. She would have been alive at the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. And what hospital was she born at? <laughs> Ligarius Memorial Hospital. Oh my God. <laughs> Saint Ligarius Memorial Hospital. Oh my god. This no. It's too perfect. And yes, th- that's it. That's the entire podcast. Bye everyone. <laughs> okay, I just got a vision. Tell us your tell us your psychic vision. Vision of Saint Sinclair. Oh my god. It <laughs> needs to be a series of like triptychs. Yeah, it's all just oh like my God. like a cat riding a donut or something, just like yes! your vision. <laughs> and really weird medieval baby paintings, as we've discussed before. Yeah. <laughs> or and like the weird like cats with the human faces. So that would be like yeah. Corvo. Oh <laughs> yeah. Richard, this is the second time you mention Ligarius's hospital. Is it? Yeah, I think it's official. When was the first time? I don't remember, but I remember you mentioned it before. So, yeah, so I think this is the second location, second official location in Dignity City. (laughs) They're expanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so where did she live? Like, as a child and, like, growing up and as an adult? So it kind of goes back to where she was born. Really similar idea. There's a good chance that she could have been brought up at least until she was, I'd say maybe 10 maximum in Kanehurst. So she could have been brought up there along with the nobility. Um, Or uh, alternatively, I would assume that because just judging by back in the day in history, like a lot of the time, if you owned property, you usually pass down that property. So either in Kanehurst or in Cathedral Ward in Yarnum. Thank you. Uh, do you have anything to add, Richie? I guess, like, do do you think she knows she's from Kanehurst? Because I don't think she does. Yeah, you know, I I honestly don't know. I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. I feel like she probably doesn't. Because mm, she talks about herself being, like, very lowly. Yes, yeah. she does. Like, and I don't think that she even understands. Like, I think that it the dress is more of either the heirloom or she's like, oh, I found this in my parents' yeah. home chest and it was yeah. pretty. Or yeah. it, like, maybe it, yeah, it might have belonged to, like, the person who smuggled her out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if she knew, she'd be like, I'm staying away from that chapel. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that the people who are from Kanehurst, they they make it very clear that they're mm. from there in one way or another. Like for example, if you look at all of Maria's clothing, it's like, hey, this is from Kanehurst, this mm. is from Kanehurst, this is from Kanehurst. So it's like it's loud. And so I'm my headcanon for all the Kanehurst people are like, hey, I'm from Kanehurst. I'm from Kanehurst. I'm from Kanehurst. Like, don't mess with me. I'm from Kanehurst. Like, so that's the thing. Yeah. 
It's true. Okay, thank you. And what are her hobbies? Hmm. <laughs> How to describe it? Because she is a lady of the night, mm. so she is basically a sex worker, mm. and which I think is a direly underutilized profession in Yarnum. Thank God she is the most important person yeah, in that town. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how I think of it. But well, who it, knows what hobbies? Yeah. But one one thing I think is super curious about her is whether or not she knows about her lineage. When you go in front of her home, you see these empty like carts full of empty bottles of blood. So you're like, hmm, okay, she likes fucking and drinking blood. Okay. <laughs> Those are her hobbies. Well, so so good hobbies. Well, like <laughs> I guess I guess we'll get into it when we get into what she does for a living. But like, yeah, the exact nature of of what she does is like we don't actually know if it's like fucking or if it's just blood transfusion. That's that's true. true. Yeah, because when you, I guess we're just going into what she does for a living now. But like when you okay. talk to her and you get blood from her. She talks about it like that's what she's doing. That like you don't go to her to have sex with her. You go to her to get a transfusion of her blood, which induces this like orgasmic state or something. And that's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. I think that she probably does do the actual prostitution, though, because yeah. when you are a woman character, you knock on her door and she says, I don't want to drag you down too." you know, before you knock again. You're like, excuse me, I'm a client. I'm a client, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Or her family and friends. Well, if she's from Kanehurst, they're mostly dead now. (laughs) Oh, God. The family. Children's book with the dinosaur. This is all my friends are dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her, fa- her family are the ghosts that you kill in Kainos. Oh no! <laughs> they decided that one day to outfit coordinate, and now that's just mm. how they'll forever be remembered. Oh. And friends, it's sad, but I don't. I don't feel like she has many except for you, the hunter, and the Uden yeah. Chapel dweller. Yeah. Yeah, her and the chapel dweller are like the only nice people in the whole game. And um, oh, yeah. the original Yosefka, yeah. And Annalise. Yeah. She's like, she's intimidating, but yeah. she's nice to you. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, hey, what up? If you like it, don't put a ring on it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's, and she's like, no, no, no. I'm the one who's going to be putting the ring on anybody, and I'm not going to be putting it on anybody but me. Bye. <laughs> 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 okay, does she have a spouse? I would say no. No. Okay, okay. So if let's say Bloodborne works out and you defeat the ritual and everybody's happy and like it's a happy ending and there's no Odin and there's no misery, there's no tragedy, do you think that Ariana and the Chapel Dweller will get married? It's That's possible. quite the interesting mental image. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like he. Yeah, that's, oh, oh, okay. Again, if just you, a weird mental image. If you assume that most of Yarnum died in the Red Moon, and like only the Erden Chapel people survived, then mm-hmm. she's either marrying him or Alfred. Ew. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> Alfred, a well-adjusted individual. Indeed, clearly. Because, <laughs> I mean, the only other option would be Adela. And there's, they don't get on. Oh, no. No, that's, yeah. that's not going to work out. Well, if, let's say, Adela's like, listen, I'm a bit chill now. Maybe. There are people who ship them, but ship them yeah. in really gruesome ways. <laughs> so it all, it never ends well, but the leading up to the not ends well is sometimes very intriguing. <laughs> not that I've read it or anything. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, does she have any children? That's kind of an awkward question. <laughs> Right after I read it, I felt awkward because <laughs> I remembered the story and I'm like, oh, right. Like, <laughs> bum, bum. It's like I'm yeah. off camera frantically gesturing at you not to read that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the scene in Anchorman when he's like, all I ever do is read the teleprompter. So whatever is on the teleprompter, I will read. <laughs> hey, it's like a jelly outline. <laughs> Gotta read it. <laughs> Well, now that you mention it, she does. <laughs> well, go into like game mode. So, if if she survives, if you talk to her, if you get her to Odin Chapel, and you don't take her blood three times, because when that happens, Adela murders her. So, if if she survives that long, and you defeat Rom, the red moon's hang, the red moon hangs low. She becomes with child, but not in any way that you would normally expect. Yeah. So presumably it was Odin that impregnated her and she has a celestial child. I forget what their like official name was, but I'm pretty sure it's it's some it's form of like, like celestial. Celesti- it's celestial lava is the official name. There, yes, it yeah. is. And then they're the same creatures that you see pretty much en masse in Upper Cathedral Ward. And, yeah, she has one, and you can presume that it's uh, Odin, because, let me see, so I may need to go back to... It like, pretty much says it's Odin on the cord you get, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. true. It's like um this this eldritch liaison or something like that, but yeah. I can go back to... I have it somewhere in the video I made. Like, oh, I have all the item it. descriptions. Um, do, do, do. Those are blood dregs. Um, every great one loses its child and then yearns for a surrogate, and Erdin, the formless great one, is no different. To think it was corrupted blood that began this eldritch liaison. So that's from yes, that's Ariana. It. Yeah, so it's pretty clear that that's Erdin's. Yeah, Erdin yeah. impregnated her yeah. very much against her will. Mm-hmm. When his influence could be clear. Yeah. Like, she didn't even know she was getting pregnant. It's so messed up. No. No, yeah, it's she. Just, it's, it's yeah, the worst. If you talk yeah. to her, she talks about like she's feeling sick and she like her abdomen's hurting, and then I think we talked about this last time, but like her the her model actually changes and her like stomach gets slightly bigger throughout the night, but you don't see it because she's like hunched over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so fascinating because, like, I, I, when you told me that last time, it was the first time I'd I'd known about that. Yeah, I, I don't think, think anyone makes sense. It's, yeah, it's, I don't think anybody knew about it. Yeah, no one knew about it because it's such a small detail that you don't. Oh yeah, yeah. She and also I has did, um. um yeah. 
Oh, I did like two playthroughs, like yeah. dedicated to no one but Ariana, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't notice that. I didn't catch it at all. She also has unique hair. Oh yeah, the hair, the hair that she's got is like it's very similar to one of the player styles, but hers is like a bit longer. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that the, you can create, like, because what I did in one of my playthroughs was I created an Ariana character. And mm-hmm. it was similar hair, but not quite the same. That and I made it a little bit more silver, because that's just my thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, not going to be perfect, but it's going to be similar. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. And uh, who is Ariana's biggest fan? I feel like that's me. <laughs> I really love her. She's my favorite. I think that, well, it's funny. There's something, there's like a psychological thing that happens when you're playing the game and nobody is good or genuine to you. But then when you meet someone like Ariana, who is not out there to harm you whatsoever, you you just start to like her. And I remember talking with the, the Odin Chapel Dweller. And it, this was, the, I think the only time I got this dialogue was my very first playthrough. And I brought her to the chapel. And he was talking about, he's like, uh, he's like, that lady you brought over, she, she's a kind one and a good one. She actually talks to me. And you're just oh. like, oh, that's so wholesome. And I'm like, I don't care what you do, Ariana. In fact, it's cool what you do. You're probably like the most helpful person in Yarnum. You probably mm. help yeah. so many people. Yeah. And they don't appreciate it. Yeah, all the vile buds are really lovely. nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like them all. That's why I like them so much. I'm yeah. like, they're good people. Yeah. So that's why when the church is like, they're evil, I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah. You're lying. You're lying. Nope. 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 You're, th- you're thinking that you're, you're calling yourself the healing church? You're thinking that you're healing people? N- no. You're lying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now let's talk about her attire. Um, what does her dress tell us? Well, first let me ask you. In general, what does her attire tell us? So the dress, it it says when you get to the item description, it's a a finely tailored Bordeaux dress worn by the nobles of the old bloodline that traces back to the forsaken castle Canehurst. So it, it tells you quite a bit, actually. Mm. And we talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Thank you. What do the shoes tell us? So the shoes also say quite a bit. I have her shoe description. It says, shoes worn by Ariana, woman of the night and cathedral ward. Innocent and cute, in contrast with its owner. Ooh. I know! It's like throwing shade, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah. good! She doesn't have to be innocent or cute. And in fact, I yeah. disagree with the cuteness part. I think she's adorable, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right, Miyazaki, don't listen to me. <laughs> but it's interesting, because they're, they're pretty shoes. They, they're... They're not quite flats. They have like a half inch heel. I forget what what era that's that is similar to, but I would think maybe with an Elizabethan influence because that was around Elizabethan or around um that's like the foppish times of like the eighteen the eighteenth century. The men would wear heels, but the women wouldn't. So it kind of reminds me of that. And there are little studs on them that actually look like a bunch of eyes. So I think that's pretty interesting, yeah, too. It's some, some, it's kind of like an inverse of what Queen Yarnum is wearing, because she's got the single, 
like gem embedded in the toe, whereas this one like it's all around mm-hmm. that. You had the little like studs embedded, yeah. And I can't see very well the image I have. It's kind of low res, but it looks like there's a little sort of like a rosebud, um, embroidered on there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's the Kanehurst sort of design, continuing. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And there are little bows on it as well. Very cute. I know. Do you want Those Do you want beautiful. the stats of Ariana's shoes? Yes, please. Okay. Yes. Forty physical defense. Uh. <laughs> 50, hang on, um, 40 piercing defense, 50 strike defense, 50 slashing defense, 40 arcane defense, 40 fire defense, 50 bolt defense, 14 rapid, 14 slow poison resist, 18 rapid poison resist, 16 frenzy resist, and 22 beasthood. So they're not just cute, they're also useful. Yes. Mm -hmm. Important. You know, if we, Ariana needed to like defeat the Bloodstar Beast or something, yeah, Just kick him in the face. Mm-hmm. Well, it, exactly. it has it has higher rapid poison than slow poison because it's a Kanehurst thing, and like rapid poison is like a blood thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> is she wearing any accessories? You know, that's something I need to look at. I need to see like a high res of her. I don't I don't know. No, she's not. I head. don't think so. Yeah. Cuz she's literally just like the character model in those armor sets. She doesn't have anything else like Yeah, and she doesn't have a necklace or anything as far as I yeah. can see. Yeah. Don't know about rings cuz I took yeah. some Luckily I took some I I have my video up and I did some cuts where I kind of zoomed up on her. Yeah, I don't. I don't see anything of note, but I could. I could be wrong. I don't see her hands, but I do see her neck, and that could also be utilitarian. I mean, in her line of work, you wouldn't really want a lot of things in your neck. Also, if she's like fleeing her place to go to Urban Chapel, she's not going to take everything with her. True. Yeah, she's yeah. not going to be like this ring, and then this necklace, and then that hair tie. But she did put on the fanciest dress. I that might be the only dress she. Yeah, dress. she already had it on already. Yeah. Also, I guess like in um, if you play it on patch, that dress is called the alluring dress. Oh. So I think the idea is that she's wearing it to like basically get people to notice her in her line of work. So exactly, yeah. Well, yeah so the, she would wear the three it. options that I have is like the one she knows she's from Hank Kanehurst. Two, it's like a family heirloom, whether or not she knows where it's from. Three, it's just because in her line of work, she needs a pretty dress. Yeah. To attract Johns. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Um, does she have a manicure? Doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like the thumb has anything on it, like if you No. Yeah. Not as far as I could see. You'd have to have like the character model up. Well no, because it's it's literally just a character model that you would use in the game. So she yeah. has nothing she's just got the dress equipped, like that's it. And the shoes, yeah. Okay, thank you. What about her makeup and hair? I'll get her makeup stats. Where are they? Ooh, nice. Okay. So yeah, Richie can get granular in this. Like very granular. It doesn't... Yeah, it looks like she may have a little shadow, may have a spot of lipstick, but that's pretty much it. A little rouge, possibly. Very unnatural look. Mm-hmm. The no-makeup makeup look. <laughs> 
Okay, her her eyeliner is uh, two two five out of two five five, so it's it's pretty dark, but not as dark as you can possibly get it. Mm-hmm. And the eyeshadow is two eighteen of two five five. Um, her lipstick Ooh. is a combination of uh, forty red and one hundred and twenty eight bright red. See, she tries very hard to do the no makeup makeup look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Oh, at any point, do we see her feet? Yeah, I know that, uh, hmm, I don't know if, like, when you go down when she has the baby. Let me check on that. No, I still don't think you can see her feet. No. And, like, the most horrible thing with that in mind is that, like, if if you kill the baby, she dies automatically. And yeah. then you steal her shoes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, you're a shitty hunter. How dare you? Horrible, horrible person. You took her shoes. Killed her, killed her baby, and stole her shoes. Stole her shoes as if to add insult to injury. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So, in the events of Bloodborne, what role does she play, and what happens to her in the end? I think we went into that a little bit. Um, The role that she plays in terms of your story is one to kind of tell you that people from Canehurst are still around. Um, whether or not they lived through it, you don't know. Um, but you know that they're at least like, they're not in Canehurst anymore, obviously. Um, if they got out there somewhere in Yarnum, but to, in her, to her, you don't know if she got disgraced somehow because of that, or if she just had to be very crafty or if like Canehurst society may have been, um, a little more open minded to that sort of thing. Um, also it's there to tell you a few things about the church too, because, we can't really talk about Ariana without talking at least a little about Adela, the nun. And Adela, if you save her as well, you save her from Yahar Ghoul. She was nabbed by one of the kidnappers. And if you take her to Odin Chapel while Ariana is there, um, and if you, you take, say, Ariana's blood, and then you see her watching you from a distance, so then if you use it and then you take hers, um, she is kind of desperately wanting to thank you in any way. And she says the only thing she can offer, I think, I think she says her own lowly blood as yes, well. She says lowly blood, yeah. Yeah, it's her yeah. own lowly blood. And, yeah, which, and that sort of suggests she doesn't think of herself as being from Kanehurst. Mm-hmm. She thinks of herself as having like very lowly, like common sort of corrupted blood. Actually, it's it's Adela that says lowly blood. All right. Yeah, and then I think that uh, Ariana just says like the she's like, oh, I can't think of what to offer you to thank you, but I I I forget exactly what she says, but it's something about her blood. But Adela is the one who says lowly, and I think that she knows. And the whole basis of the healing church and the healing church nuns is to give blood. And to think that Adela wouldn't think highly of her own, even though this is her, like, her definite line of work. Because um, according to the item description on Adela, the nun's blood, it says, The healing church nuns are chosen for their merit as vessels of blood and groomed as blood saints. So they're chosen for their merit. And then she thinks of herself as lowly and looks with jealousy onto Ariana. Super interesting. So it shows that the the church knows about people from Canehurst. They know that their blood is is extraordinary in a way, and they, in my mind, they feel threatened by that um, because they their whole their whole spiel is is getting people to be healed by their what what is theirs. Yeah. 
It's a very long-winded answer. I don't know if I answered the question properly. <laughs> Richard, do you have anything to add? Um, I'm just looking at the different blood descriptions. It's like, uh, yes, Ariana, yeah, Ariana's blood says a member of the healing church would know that her blood is similar to precisely what once was forbidden. Yeah. Which I think is getting at like, this is, this is old blood. This is what Willem said not to touch. Yes. And yeah. the church believes that their blood is corrupted. Like, for example, going back to Adela, if you do take Ariana's blood thrice, hmm. Um, and the red moon hangs low. She waits for you outside and she tries to kill you. Yeah. And she keeps talking about your blood being tainted. Yeah. So the, the, they, the church makes, whether or not this is actually true is irrelevant, but they make people believe that the people of Canehurst have tainted blood. And that if you take in it, if you partake in it, your blood is also tainted. So vile bloods are actually just friendly bloods. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're your friends. Okay. Thank you. And then part three of the answer is what we went into with Odin. Like, um, she has the celestial child and it shows another thing that it shows is, um, that she is a queen in a way because the Queens of Canehurst were chosen for their ability also to bear a child of blood. And she does exactly that. Whereas we, we can't see Annalise do it ourselves. I knew that that cut content that we discussed in the last podcast indicates that she did at one time. And then she, uh, probably could never conceive again after. Yeah. But Ariana does that, and we can see it. So we sh- it shows that one, she can bear a child of blood. Two, she can bear a great one's child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her blood is not quite corrupted as it is special. Um, also, that the church does not like her. People of Yarnum have prejudices against her for various reasons. If they're part of the church, they know she's from Canehurst. If they're not, they know she's a prostitute, so they disrespect her. So. She's, she's had it rough in her life. Yeah. So, if let's say Lawrence knows that she's from Canehurst, why doesn't he try to go to her and be like, hey? Um, I don't think Lawrence knows she's there. Like, I don't think anyone... Looks like Adele is the first person to realize, oh shit, this person's from Canehurst. Yeah, she probably yeah. sees the dress. And like yeah, the complexion yeah. and all that. Yeah. She's like, ooh, this makes sense. Whereas, honestly, if you don't... If you don't bring um, Ariana to Eden Chapel, she's just a citizen in a window that you never mm. see. Yeah. So I feel like, and plus, with Cathedral Ward being so closed off as it is, probably not a, not too many people see her or encounter her on a regular basis unless they know who she is and what she does. And then they're not thinking about the dress that she's wearing. Right. Yeah. And I can even see if there's anything that I missed, but I think we really did hit everything. Um. Yeah, I think like we kind of covered a lot of Ariana on the Annalise one. Yeah, yeah, we they're did. Interconnected because they're yeah, they're related. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like uh, like you were saying, like Ariana probably would have been Queen of Canehurst had Lawrence not. Yeah. Mm. Screwed shit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one question for me is: Do you think like? How would you, in your mind, what would constitute a vile blood, and is she a vile blood? Well, like, the vile bloods are the people that got the old blood given to them by, presumably, Lawrence. Because this is the confusing mm-hmm. thing, because they talk about the vile bloods of Canehurst, which makes it sound like that's the full thing, like, there's the, they all the vile bloods are from Canehurst. But, like, 
From what we can tell, what happened is there was the Canehurst royal family and the Cain- people of Canehurst, and they were just like, they were not the Vilebloods, they just lived there. Um, and then because they had in them that Thumerian blood, Lawrence, presumably Lawrence, shows up one day with his old blood and he's like, hey, try this. And then when they take it into them, it like reactivates all the dormant, like Thumerian sort of like, I don't know what you'd say, like just ancestry. And they start being able yeah. to like conceive the children and they become immortal and stuff like that. So Ariana, like- That's what I, I believe yeah. too. Yeah. So it looks like um, Ariana, like if if she is like actually the child of- Annalise, then like she might have gotten the blood like when she was born. Because the there's the portrait that we think is Lawrence that's hanging up. And then there's the portrait of we think maybe Annalise or Ariana's midwife or something with a baby that might be Ariana. And if that's true, then like maybe they were painted at the same time. So like she could have been like just born when Lawrence showed up. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know because Vilebloods is such a complicated thing, and I wanted to see her take on it. Yeah, because I do believe that they're not quote quote vile blood until they take in the yeah, old yeah. blood. Because yeah. when you see Queen Annalise and you take in the old blood, she says, "Now thou art two of vile yeah, You're like, yeah. "Oh, okay, that's yeah. what makes it different between you know yeah, us and the, someone else." It, it hasn't like the way they're not even called that in Japanese. It's called like. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like the the blood family or like the blood cousins. Mm-hmm. The idea is like they're you're all sharing the same blood, but you're not necessarily related by birth. That sounds like a very messed up Brady Bunch. The blood yeah, cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marsha. <laughs> Richie, do you have any final thoughts about the queens before we wrap this up? Um. No, I think I think we covered uh, the Queens of Bloodborne pretty well. Yay! Yay. What about you, Michaela? Do you have any final thoughts? I guess for Ariana, the sad thing is that just like Gascoigne's daughter, her story is so tragic because no matter what you do, you can't really save her. Yeah. And I think that's the one of the, the parts that really bugged me the most. And I know that the game actually, it, it wants to manipulate your emotions mm-hmm. and it wants to make you feel sad and desperate and angry about it. But that's one of those things where I'm like, she's one of the few nice people in the game and there's no possible way you can save her. Yeah. Sad. But I like her. She's so nice. She's like, I, I have this talks with my, my friend, Michael, who we, we do streams and stuff like that once in a while. And he always says, he's like, you know, she's one of the few people that don't try to kill you. And I'm like, you know what? That's true. Yeah. That was part three and the concluding episode of the Queens of Bloodborne. Yay, Queens! Yay! With special guest, Michaela. Yay, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, Michaela. You're welcome. I shall take flight on the wind now. (laughs) (laughs) From whence I came. Before you leave, remind us about your YouTube channel. Sure. So if you want to know more about Ariana, I did do a video that was, it's, fairly concise and comprehensive about her. Um, My YouTube channel is mainly just my first name um, and you can go to it from youtube.com slash my first name, M-I-C-H-E-L-A. A A is for Apple. A is for Apple. Because this is the snack covenant and it's crunchy. (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much for coming, Michaela. This was super fun. You're welcome. I, I always have fun with you guys. It's always Aww, so great. We always have fun with yeah. you. Wait till you see the animation. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh my god. I was like dying over the one you guys had for Uden when everyone was there. And it was just so cute. And there was Corvo and you were eating. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> okay. I'm going to press stop now. But Michaela, don't leave okay, the room. Go. Yes. Okay. So now we get to see if my new computer processes this audio a little faster. Sin, do you have any final thoughts on the queens? I still think that Nina Banina Brown should have been Black China.